You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Nilin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging, and selling your home to live and to sell. Welcome back to season nine. This is episode seven. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show podcast. So on today's show, I'm interviewing Christina Bell. She's a rental home stager specializing in vacant properties and a pioneer in virtual staging. She has over 14 years of experience in real estate marketing and also in the home staging industry. She consults and teaches agents in Atlanta and nationwide. She teaches them about the importance of transforming any vacant properties listings into a beautifully staged home that sells faster and for top dollars through her two Atlanta-based companies, No Vacancy Inc. and Virtually Staging Properties Inc. So I was originally planning to interview Christina on virtual staging because I think it's a very interesting and somewhat controversial topic in our industry, and a lot of times consumers and real estate agents don't really understand what exactly, like, what is the ethical line of virtual staging. But we had so much fun talking about real estate and selling and staging and also technology and marketing trends. We actually really didn't talk about anything about virtual staging. So Christina is going to come back for another episode next season to tell us more about it. But I think you're still going to get a lot out of this episode because Christina is really, really good at marketing, both for her business and also for her agent clients and students who attend her CE courses. And she also gave a lot of great tips on how to talk to real estate agents, how to market their listings in real estate, and what trends are happening right now in selling real estate. We talk a lot about millennials and what they're looking for, and also what today's sellers are looking for. Also, using teaching as a marketing tool for lead generation is something we haven't really talked about on the show at all, especially in a market where home staging wasn't very popular. And I think it is a great business builder and lead generator for any stager at any level of their business. I personally have seen that in my business, and Christina is a really great example of how she's able to grow her business through teaching. Christina also gave quite a few tips on apps when it comes to paint color selections. So it's a great episode for lots of good nuggets, and I hope you enjoy it. So hi, Christina. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you share with us a little bit about your background and your company before we get started? Sure, no problem.、Uh, I've actually started No Vacancy, which is my traditional home staging business,、uh, in 2005.、Um, I got my real estate license in '03 here in Georgia, and actually originally started out as a home management placement business, kind of like show homes, but I was doing it a little bit differently, and where I was placing. My own staging furnishings in the home, and then having home managers come and live in the properties that were for sale.、Um, that worked out really well for a while, until the economy took a nosedive and went in, went in the toilet, so to speak,、uh, in 2008-9-10. Well, it was changing a little bit. Eight-nine-ten, kind of got more into the staging business and got rid of the home management part of the business. I kind of laid it to rest quietly. Didn't make a major announcement about it, but more agents were calling me about the staging more than the home management. Plus, home management business is a whole another level. It's like being a property manager, and it just made me and my husband nervous because my husband runs the business with me. So, in 2008, when the economy kind of changed a little bit,、uh, we kept the staging business going, but we added an alternative 
form of staging that we came out with publicly and it caught lots of attention back in the day um, and that was virtual staging. That business is our sister business, which is virtually staging properties. So um, we still run the two businesses today. And um, just this past year or so, it's very exciting because staging has finally hit Atlanta. It's crazy as that sounds. It's been in, what, California and Canada, and everybody sees the HGTV shows. But it's like it just never gained that momentum until this past year or two here in Atlanta. And all of us stagers are like, so excited that finally agents are starting to realize that they need to use home staging as a marketing tool. And we're like, thank goodness. We're all been in the business for 13, 14. I'm going on 15 years next year. And I'm like, finally, what the heck? Where was everybody? Uh, but sellers are also now, you know, starting to realize that home staging is important as well. So all of us have almost literally had to double our businesses, get bigger warehouse space. Um, I went and got a second truck just to keep up because I was like, whoa. Um, and I made more an investment in furnishings and recently and started to stage more luxury homes too because, you know, the aging baby boomers are moving out of their houses, you know, right now. So there's a lot of estate type sales and just older homes that's going on here in Atlanta. So it's a bit crazy right now in Atlanta. There's so much construction going on and millennials are buying and selling and aging baby boomers are selling and downsizing. So it's, it's a good mix and it's keeping us all very busy <laughs> to say the least, which is a good thing, I guess. That's fantastic though. And what yeah. do you think attributed yeah. to the shift in the mindset for all these agents and sellers? You know, the HGTV shows, I would say, I don't watch them personally. My husband does every once in a while, but they've helped us and they can also hurt us too. Um, they've helped us in a way that yes, 10 years ago, staging wasn't heard of, and now it's become more and more popular. And then at the same time, now these sellers have these high expectations from us because they see, you know, the Property Brothers and Flip or Flop and all these shows, and they're spending a lot more money <laughs> than, you know, what's reality. So it's a little bit deceiving there. Um, and that's kind of part of the myths versus facts on my home staging website that I tell people about. I'm like, you know, you can't learn all about staging within a one hour increment of watching a TV show on HGTV. So, but I think overall, it's definitely made sellers more aware, which is great to see. They are searching more online. My web guys that I work with, you know, I have them kind of show me some numbers because they said the numbers were so low as far as people typing in the words home staging Atlanta or Atlanta home staging in general, but now we're seeing the numbers increase. They've almost doubled, which is great. So, you know, sellers are now requiring their agents to talk about staging as part of their marketing plan. And if they're not, they're basically, you know, interviewing two other agents and, um, you know, maybe passing on the one that didn't talk about staging. So it used to be, I was getting most of the calls, 95% of them were coming from agents. Now it's kind of leaning more towards 70-30. I'm getting a lot more sellers and, and even investors and flippers, which is really exciting to see because finally, you know, investors are seeing the value of home staging. They're like, okay, I'll spend the 22 or the 2000 or 24 or whatever the price may be because I know it's going to help me sell that property faster or maybe get multiple offers. Here in Atlanta right now, I think anything in the two to three to four hundred thousand dollar range is selling very quickly. Um, anything in the seven hundred thousand up to a million plus 
range is taking at least 120 days on market or more to sell. But, you know, it depends. Staging, of course, is not apples to apples. There's no guarantee that a property is going to sell. As you know, it takes a lot of moving parts. You know, is it listed correctly? Is the marketing showing its best? Is the price right? And so there's a lot of moving parts to get it all to work together. But it's exciting. It's very exciting to see finally here in Atlanta, more and more staging happening. Yeah, I think that's very thing. exciting. Yeah, it's a great thing because I think before I was a staging, I was a real estate agent actually. And when I first heard about staging, I、yeah. thought about, wow, that actually makes total sense, right? Because before we sell anything on Craigslist, we want to clean it up and make sure it looks its best when get the best pricing or selling on eBay. It's the same、right. with the house, and it's shocking to me at the time when I was working as a buyer's agent. I walk into so many homes, people just leave everything. Out, yeah, like dirty laundry on the floor, <laughs>、yeah. like unflushed、yeah. toilets. I see a lot. I don't know why,、yeah. and dirty dishes in the sink, all that stuff. And so it made perfect sense to me as a real estate agent that staging it's where it's at. Like we need to sell, we need to package this house before we can go on the market. Yeah, yeah, and because I saw that staging was going to hit. I don't know what it was. Must have been a gut instinct or something. But I knew. That I was like, okay, if these agents want to do more staging, and now I'm getting these calls coming in saying, well, why didn't my agent tell me about staging? I don't get it, you know. And they were frustrated with me on the phone. This has been probably two years ago. I started to get a trickle of those calls, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to do a CE class because this is crazy. If I want to get more business, these agents got to know how to utilize home staging, if, especially when a lot of calls I'm getting from agents is that, okay. My seller said they're interested in staging. I've never used staging before. Christina, tell me what I have to do. I have no clue what to do. <laughs> and I'm like,、oh, okay. So I will say that the CE classes have helped tremendously. Yeah, to get my name out there, but to build a trust level with another vendor that they can add to their list of the landscaping guy, the handyman guy, the carpet cleaner guy, and whatever else they've got the professional stagers, whether it be me or two other people, because there's. Obviously, various forms of staging out there. I specialize in vacant homes, and then there's other stagers that do consultations, vacant homes, furnished homes, and maybe just decor packages. So there's all this different variation of staging services available. But it's the agents that just they're not so knowledgeable about it. Shockingly, as that may sound, I still sometimes have only half the room raise their hands that have ever used staging in the 30 years. Okay, some of these are seasoned agents. Sitting in the room that I just taught at Remax last week, and only half the room raised their hand. Some of them have never needed it, I guess, or maybe they just never thought about it. But to me, there should be staging going on of every listing, whether it's furnished or not, and whether it's a good market or a bad market. It doesn't matter. They should be using some form of staging to get the house ready. You know, like you said, to get it ready to list. It's got to be show ready online, and that's the biggest thing. The other question I ask too is what. Is a benefit of staging. You know, what's the biggest benefit of it? And it takes me forever to finally get somebody to say the photos. And I'm like, hello, yes, <laughs> it's all about the photos. You know, and that's one of the biggest benefits, especially right now in this technology savvy, you know, world that we're in. Yeah, definitely. Because I think with the NAR statistics, the latest statistic says that I think more than ninety nine percent of millennials shop online first before they go and look at open house, and that is huge. They do. It's huge. Oh my god, completely huge. But the only problem with millennials though is they're so picky. 
They are picky, picky, picky here in Atlanta. They want move-in ready. They don't want to do any work. And we've definitely seen, I've tried to keep agents up to date with what's happening. And what I see trending now is, okay, the millennials, yes, they're buying and they're looking online. Sometimes they're doing it sight unseen if they don't even live here, if they're out of state or even out of the country. Because I know there's lots of, you know, people overseas that may invest in properties like condos here in Atlanta is very popular. But it's more variable spaces, I guess, is is the interior design term. And I was trying to figure out what that means. And now I think I get it because here in Atlanta, the formal living room and the formal dining room, millennials are not interested in that. They want an office. They want a desk. They want casual living spaces. The dining room is now the kitchen island. There's no formal dining room anymore. I mean, these investor flippers are like, oh, no, there's no dining room. It's like, what do you mean? Like, oh, no, it's the kitchen island is the dining area. (laughs) Even in the luxury homes, we're not even staging the formal, you know, dining room. Well, sometimes the formal dining room, yes, for entertaining, I get. But the formal living room is kind of like, eh, do we stage it as a living room or do we stage it as like a casual living space or as an office? So even the rooms that we're staging are changing. People are still, you know, they're working from home now. And, you know, like I said, the aging baby boomers are moving out and, you know, downsizing. So it's interesting to see that trend kind of happening now. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm doing more offices than I ever did (laughs) stage before. I'm used to doing more formal living rooms and family rooms. But now the family room is the official living room now. They're, They're migrating almost like outdoors, so to speak. It's kind of crazy. I think it's really fascinating because the lifestyle is really, really changing. I think more and more people are working from home. And that's why they're like, we don't need a dining room. We just need a space to work. It's the, you know, technology, social media, society in general has become more, they want what they want. They're a little bit more opinionated and they're going to speak their mind. So much so that even here in Atlanta too, some of us stagers, you know, I'm part of, the same organizations that you may be a part of as well, the RESA, Real Estate Staging Association. I'm also a part of HSRA based in Texas. And we all kind of have monthly chapter meetings and things and talk about, you know, what's happening. And the other thing that we noticed too is that not only are the millennials picky, the buyers, but the sellers are picky now and the agents are picky because they want a certain look. They're trying to attract a certain target market in their properties. And so they want to see pictures of the furniture now. And, you know, I completely redid my website two years ago because I was like, okay, I want my website. I'm not doing interior design. I do not do redesign. I don't get it any of all. I just focus on one thing is working with agents and sellers to sell any vacant or occupied home as quickly as possible. So it's interesting to see that now they want to, you know, see pictures of furnishings and all this information that they live for it now. They want it. Agents want the information to pitch to the seller to sell staging as part of the marketing package, the sellers want the information because they think they're DIY savvy after watching these shows and they want to go pick their own paint color, but they don't know what paint color to choose. So I made my website uh, more informational. You can go to it and find spring, summer, fall tips about staging. You can find the, I'm working very closely here in Atlanta with Sherwin Williams and I'm telling Sherwin Williams paint. I'm like, listen, you guys, what the services and the packages and and the paint colors you guys offer these agents need color consultations they they want a color matching tool 
they want to learn about the ColorSnap app with Sherwood and Williams, they need this information so they look more knowledgeable in front of their clients. But sellers like to go and you're so curious, they go online and they want to find the information on their own. And so I literally put up like a Sherwood Williams paint color page. And like two days later, I had a seller who called up and said, oh, I went on your website. I found the paint color, your home staging paint colors, and I picked one and I've already painted the condo. So what do I need to do to get my condo staged? (laughs) I was like, wow, that was fast. They love it. They think it's great to have that information on there. And it's kind of worked in my favor. And now, you know, it's gained more attraction online. Of course, that helps with SEO and for my page to show up on the first page when people type in home staging Atlanta. And it helps with the CE classes because I utilize my website. Everything's so online these days. Why bother doing a PowerPoint presentation? (laughs) You know, when when all the information you can find in YouTube videos of Sherwin-Williams apps and colors, and there's even YouTube videos of you know, all kinds of things about staging or design trends that are happening. So I kind of take advantage of that and just chock full of my CE class, full of information for agents to utilize. And they, they've loving it so far. So it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot in the CE class. I, I listen to agents. It's all about really listening, you know, and what's keeping current with what's happening in, you know, your city that you, that you might be doing your staging business in too. It's very key to stay up to date And of course, we offer the virtual staging. That's another tool that we've kind of brought out there. And all of this still applies to the virtual staging as well. Right. Same information. Yeah, I think these are really valid points because I think people's buying behaviors are changing. And a lot of it has to do with social media. So they're seeing all these trends online. And I think more than ever, sellers and buyers, they have more and more power because they have more knowledge, they have more ways to figure out what they need to do to get their house sold or to buy the ideal home for themselves. And that could be good or bad, though, because sometimes they feel like they know it all, they can do it themselves and like, okay, we need to take a step back now. You know, this is not decorating. This is just staging. So you kind of almost have to control it a little bit. You know, for example, I admit it, you know, we staged a small little bungalow house, first time female, you know, who had a Flip house is the first time doing one. She had never used a stager and she was a little bit disappointed in what she got. And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of moving factors here. There's a lot of quirkiness to her house for one. So it was kind of hard to figure out kind of what style she was trying to go for. So we kind of found a happy medium, but she wanted a little bit different coloring. She was being very particular. And, and you know, the other thing that, that happens too is these flippers, investors, some of them, and, and even the older homes and the couples that live in them, when they do a staging consultation, people are so attached to their homes. So it's hard to kind of get them to not stress out about it or not focus too much on, you know, it's got to be this style of furniture, otherwise it's not going to work. And you don't want to focus too much on the furnishings. You want to focus on the staging. We're creating, yeah, we're creating a look, but we also have to think about the target market that we're gearing toward as well. So it's a lot of different scenarios that they don't think about because all they're focused on is, you know, I bought this chandelier and it has to look, you know, and go with this. I'm like, yeah, but, but we want to broaden our buyer market. So we don't want to make the buyer feel like they have to buy a certain, you know, set of furniture to live in the house too. Are we going back in and fixing? 
we're going to fix a couple things that we totally understand that she wants us to do. And it's a feeling out process the first time she's used us. So there's always going to be a little bit of that. But yeah, they just get these ideas in their head. And I think they do watch maybe just a little bit too much HGTV. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, who doesn't like Vern Yip and the Property Brothers? I've met all of them before here in Atlanta. And it's fun and it's great shows and everybody gets into it. But sometimes they take it a little bit too far when they're doing their own staging right. of their own home. And, and they, they have these just high expectations. You kind of have to just bring them down a little bit to, you know, let's just stay focused on, you know, one thing making it look good. Obviously, you know, you want the photos to look good. So people get a little bit, they are getting a little bit more particular. It makes it a little bit more challenging for us stagers out there today, for sure. <laughs> well, but I think that's also part yeah. of being a professional because you are there to advise them on what's the best thing to do. They are exactly. not professionals. They're going to watch television. Right. That is their right. That's fine. But I think part yeah. of it <laughs> as being professional is that we also need to educate because that's ultimately part of the job. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to stay current with what's happening, what's trending a little bit too, because design, you know, we all agreed, uh, I think a couple of chapter meetings ago or at the one of the conventions uh, that I was at and I was in a mastermind group and we're all agreed. It's basically interior design, a little bit of the design is trickling into home staging. You know, yeah. it's it's definitely happening. We just have to kind of, you know, ease it in though and not let it take over <laughs> too much, you know. It keeps it interesting every day. I wake up, I never know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really best part of being this job is you get to be in people's home. You get to really see how people live and, you know, get to know them and stuff. So I think it's a, it's actually a very, it makes the job very interesting. It does. And working with those investors and flippers this past year has been like a new thing for me because we never worked with so many. I mean, that just shows you how much construction there is going on here in Atlanta. I mean, it is from North Atlanta all the way down to literally south of the airport and every way to the east and to the west. It's now going that direction as well. I mean, these people are snapping up $50,000, $100,000 homes and flipping them and trying to sell them for two or three and they're doing some fun things. I mean, besides, I'm kind of getting tired of the gray walls. I'm kind of getting a little bit tired of the shiplap. But every once in a while, we'll see some unique light fixtures. We'll see some, I think of the other day, that was pebble rocks on the backsplash of the kitchen. I'd never seen that before. I've seen the pebble rock in the shower stall in the bathrooms, but never on the backsplash of a kitchen and teal colored glass tile on the backsplash in one house. It was just kind of fun to see something different. And there's all kinds of unique houses being constructed here in Atlanta that are showing up on some of the local online real estate websites. There's a skinny, narrow lot that somebody's building, like a skinny house. It's going up four levels. It's the smallest thing I've ever seen, but it's it's going to be interesting. And I was, you know, saw it on Facebook and I'm like, hey, I'd like to stage that house. That would be cool to put in our portfolio. So things are changing for sure. I mean, they're just tiny houses, small houses. I think there's going to be no rules going forward um, is what I'm seeing right now. And it's just a little bit of everything going on in Atlanta. So like you said, it keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's day. really that's going to be really fun, actually. It's, it's really going to be challenging, but I think it would be very rewarding and uh, trying to figure out all these different new quote unquote rules, I guess, or try to break the rules. The people are expressing themselves and they're doing it in the architecture and, and buildings and even in the commercial side here in Atlanta too. So it's 
it's going to be an interesting 2020. I have this, I'm already thinking about 2020 and I'm like, oh my word, if this is happening all now, what is 2020 going to be like? Gonna be <laughs> What's going to be trending then? I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm like waiting to hear from Sherwin-Williams. Oh, by the way, Sherwin-Williams has some big announcement coming out. I don't know. But I've heard um, behind the scenes and uh, I'm dying to find out what it is. Hopefully I can share it with everybody once I learn what it is. So are you also working as a consultant for them? Is that why you're knowing all these well, kind of behind the scenes stuff? it's funny that you say that because I asked if I could help out maybe with some marketing at all. But actually, I've just gotten really close with them and they are changing, you know, a regional manager. They're getting a new regional here in Atlanta. They have, I think, the most number of stores here in our state that they've ever had in the state of or uh, nationwide, I believe. And I have them as a sponsor of my CE class, and they've done a lot for me. I, I do utilize and have them present their Color Snap Visualizer app tool, um, which the agents love because they can literally show paint colors on the wall in somebody's room before they paint it. There's a color match tool that they have, and then they work with me on the color swatches of the home staging paint colors that I choose. And um, they're on my website, but they also make me this really pretty swatch card that I can hand out. And the agents love that. Um, They have a handy swatch card. So, you know, like I said, these agents, when they take my CE class, they go home with a whole chock full of information. They get seller checklists. They know what light bulbs to use. They have statistics, like you mentioned, from the NAR. I was waiting and waiting for the, the NAR to come out with the new home staging statistics. I was like dying. So finally, you know, updated my website with those, but I print them out for them. I mean, the great thing is agents can go to my website and they can right click and print any of the information on our site out and, you know, utilize it in a listing presentation. They can pull it up. Most of the time I have agents and they're looking at my website while I'm going through the benefits of staging um, literally on their phone. They're looking at my photo gallery on their phone. And I've had several agents say that they've love the website because it's so easy to get around on an iPad or, and a phone and they could show it to their clients like really quickly. We've kind of taken a more customized approach here in Atlanta because the sellers and agents are more particular. I literally do go out and my stagers go out and meet with the seller agent and they go through the rooms and you know show them this is some of our inventory and pictures and they have their iPod that they can show you know through our gallery page of photos. So it's definitely... Like I said, we're trying to become tech savvy too while we're at it. <laughs> right. And I want to circle back with the C class because I think there's something like none of our guests have talked about. I think it's a really great way. Like I think teaching is a really great way of uh, lead generations for stagers. And so did you basically be, yeah. make your own course and you submit it to the state for them to approve it? And so you're starting to teach CE classes that way. Yes, I had a friend who, you know, I to be honest, I had been trying to do this for seven years ago and just never got around to it. And so finally, I'm like, and, and it could have been a timing thing, you know, and I thought, okay, maybe it's just not time yet. But as soon as she opened up her school, I definitely put together, forced myself to take time out and put that class together, um, have to type out objectives. So here in Atlanta, it's three hours, some states, it might only be a two hour course. But to tell you what, the truth, I mean, um, it takes a full three hours or I could even do another hour probably because there's just so much to cover and talk about. But yeah, I do a three hour. 
I practiced a little bit here with like maybe two agents or so. Like when I first started out, I was doing them for free here at my warehouse space. And let's just say I, I completely changed the course over the two years and I have signage. I send out email blasts about it. I do it up on Eventbrite, which makes things very easy. And I stopped doing it for free because really none of the agents came. So I started to charge a fee because I figured out that, you know, it's a lot of free information they're getting that's not on my website that I'm going into more detail about, but also showing them what's trending and, and, you know, give them a lot of information. So, but I do bring in lunch. And of course, like I said, have a sponsor. I work with, you know, a, a carpet cleaning and grout cleaning guy. And I also work with a, a organizer. Um, I tell you what, organizers should really get out there and start working with agents too, because there's a lot of people, especially older people, that they're getting up there. They don't have time to lift boxes or pack stuff away and or take the items to get donated. So there's actually organizer, a couple of them here in Atlanta that do all that, which is a great vendor to have for an agent to have on their list or to, to do, you know, have a relationship with even a stager too. So yeah, the uh, CE classes have definitely gotten our name out there more. But I think that, you know, what one agent told me was, he said, you know, Christina, it's nice to see a stager and, and a business owner like you getting out there in the field and, and teaching agents and, and making that connection with them, you know, because sometimes we just like to build a relationship with somebody because then we trust that relationship there. So, I mean, to the point where literally some of my clients I've never met, they just text me an address and they give me a lockbox code and they go, go look at it and tell me how much it's going to cost me. Sometimes that's where we get to after a couple of stagings with a with a new client and, and the agents are either more involved or less involved and you know, they just say, Christina, here's the seller's name and number, please call and you just you take it from there. That's the kind of trust level and, and, and of course, you know, I've been doing this for fifteen years. So some of these agents I've worked with for ten years. You know, they started out giving me little condos. Now they're giving me million dollar homes. So we've all kind of grown up together <laughs> and I've grown alongside of the agents too. You know, every time things changed or shifted, you know, I tried to change my business with it. And thankfully I have a husband who doesn't, we haven't killed ourselves. <laughs> he helps me with logistics and financing and I'm the marketing and contracts. And I used to do it all myself, but I now have a team of, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight. Some of my stages are designers, so they come in and then some go out and then they come back in. When they're designed, business isn't, you know, they're slowed down, then they'll come back in and do stagings with me. So I have, you know, like I said, anywhere from five to eight, and they're all subcontracted. So there's a lot of moving parts always going on around here. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's all fun, though. No, I but I think it, it's so. great. I think you have a really strong business sense. And I think that it's really wonderful that you saw this need in the market and you filled it and it become a really great lead generation tool for you. Yeah, it did. And I've been encouraging more people to do it too. Um, you know, there's a couple other stagers here in Atlanta that offer their form of classes as well. I know Ressa has their own staging class that they offer too. And, you know, they're talking with another stager um, in Virginia, and he wants to start doing his own CE class. And, you know, with HSRA, the Home Staging Redesign Association, they just featured an article in their publication. And I was talking about how to start your own CE class um, in that article, too. So it's, 
it's been a learning experience, but I think it's been a good thing. You know, it started out, I didn't get much from it. And I thought, I don't know, am I wasting my time? But I think over time, people started to hear more and more about it. And now the brokers are calling me and I'm literally, I, I tell everybody, I'm going on my tour of Atlanta over the next five months because I'm not doing any of the CE classes at my warehouse space on the weekends anymore. I'm actually going to be e-bopping around to a bunch of different brokerage firms all over Atlanta. Some people can do so many, but you, you can't wear yourself thin. Um, I kind of keep it to two CE classes a month for me is about as much as I can handle. And, you know, I can be teaching 15 people. I could be teaching 25. I've taught as many as 50, which is crazy. But <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see the interest level there. And I've even had agents take the class twice because some of them do like the Sherwin-Williams presentation. And if I can't get Sherwin-Williams all the time, they try to catch another one of my classes. And the feedback has been really good, but it does take time, takes a little bit of dedication and, you know, you have to make it interesting and not boring that people fall asleep <laughs> and you have to be good at taking criticism. <laughs> right. Because sometimes agents are like, oh, you know, it was okay. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt, but, but also learn from it too, because I, you know, I have to hand out a comment feedback page. I wouldn't have the class where it is today with, without that. And so, like I said, you just have to take every criticism with a grain of salt and, and keep it neutral because I support all the stagers here in Atlanta. You know, one thing we have done is all of us have really come together over the past year or so more and more and helping each other out. And if I can't do the staging job, I'll, I'll send it to another stager to do it and they'll take care of it too. We all kind of help each other out in that way, which is kind of nice. And I've even mentored another girl who's kind of starting her business in South Atlanta area. It's just too far south for me to drive. My business is kind of not quite centrally located. I'm a little bit more north, but I'm I'm more inside the perimeter, whereas a lot of the other stagers are way further out than me. So I'm a little bit closer into the city of Atlanta, so I can go 30 miles out, but I'm not going to go <laughs> probably more than that. <laughs> so yeah, we all help each other out, which is fun. It's really yeah. important to have that community support. Otherwise, it's a very lonely profession. Yeah, it is. And I even communicate with people outside of, of Georgia, too. So, you know, being a part of those organizations helps a lot. And I've been wanting to get on your show for a while, too. So ah. I finally connect with you because I've always seen your emails over the years and, and listened to some of your, your shows as well. And I like doing radio. So that's kind of my thing. But congratulations to you, too, though. You've had much success as well. So glad to see you're oh, still still going you. strong, too. <laughs> I try. I do love yeah, it. Exactly. I, That's what I say. I try. I do. I mean, it, it is a lot of work on the back end, but I do enjoy interviewing people like you who are very passionate about their work. Because I really, it really, that's something I find that really motivates me. Like I love talking with yeah. people who are really passionate about what they do. You can hear it in their voice. Like they have this excitement like you have right now about your work. And I think that is very exciting and it's very inspiring to share. Yeah. Well, my stagers, you know, when I did it by myself, I was really scared to let it go to stagers who I didn't even, well, one of them I knew the first person I hired and now, you know, I say I have five or six, and it's just kind of scary, but they keep me on my toes, let's put it that way. I mean, it's nice because they're out in the field and they're interior designers. I didn't come from interior design background. I'm kind of like Meredith Fair. I just fell into it. <laughs> uh, you know, it just kind of happened. You know, I guess my mom coming from commercial interior design background, and I grew up very European, you know, white towels, white sheets, and 
that's what I grew up on. I had to make my bed every day. So I guess I just have it in me. I know how to make things look good, I guess. In a creative art, I come from a graphics art background. And I have owned my own business since I was 27. So next year, it's going to be kind of crazy. 15 years in business, and I'm turning 50. (gasps) What? scary. I know. You sound much younger. I know. That's what everybody said. Like, thank God. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think it is a mindset. I I really do think it's a mindset. And I think once you let that go, like your business just grew exponentially. Right. I think it, it it really did because they're out in the field and, and, you know, I've just been so lucky with the girls that I have and, you know, so much so that some of them get so good. Home Depot comes and steals them away from me. They already stole a couple of them away for their corporate, you know, offices yeah. and their design departments. Cause you know, all these big, you know, Home Depot and, and Bed Bath Beyond. And if you notice, they're coming out with these big catalogs now, you know, in the mail where you could order decorative items and furniture now from them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody's trying to hop on board the furniture selling routes, um, magazines and online and home goods and TJ Maxx and Marshalls is all online. And it's kind of crazy how they're all starting to get into their own furniture lines and whatnot. But yeah, so, you know, they get so good. And I'm like, darn it. Um, and then another one of my stagers, she was really good. She had to move to Florida and sure enough, she got hired like within two days once she was down there by another stager. Maybe I'm training them too well, but I have a luxury home stager that really, really has helped me quite a bit. And I have some younger girls. I brought on two more girls because I always need backups for backups because sometimes they get busy with their design work and, and then they go out for a while and then they come back in. But uh, they're my eyes out there and they tell me what's going on and they really make the connections more and they get they get closer and more personal with the agents. And so sometimes the agent doesn't even call me anymore. They just skip right over me and they call my stager, That's awesome. <laughs> which is fine. You know, hey, the more the better. And, you know, they give us the next one and the next one. And that's kind of what we like is the repeat. We get a lot of repeat business and a lot of referral business. I've been trying to be better about keeping track of that, too. So always trying to improve. Right. And so how do you find these people that are working for you at Stagers? Oh, well, I will say that my assistant came from seeing a job that I posted a long time ago. And then she just kind of threw an email out there and said, hey, I'm really looking and looking. And I really wasn't looking for an assistant. I was casually looking. And she just she just kept emailing me and kept it in. I'm like, okay, you seem pretty aggressive you know, let's try you out. And, um, and then some stagers, word of mouth gets around and people, I get random emails all, all the time from, I used to be in the staging business. I got out or I sold all my furniture. I could be helpful for you. And, and so some of them come just completely out of the blue, just happened to stumble upon my website. And then we have posted, you know, uh, in the beginning, I was posting on Craigslist. To be honest, my best stagers came off Craigslist a long time ago. And then recently, it's been posted on Indeed and picked up two or three. And they shop around. They they interview with other stagers. And I, I didn't realize that stagers sometimes run their businesses. We all kind of run a little bit differently yeah. in that my stagers, I'm kind of more streamlined in my staging company. I don't have, you know, somebody here who picks all the furniture for them and goes from pictures and photos and all that. My stagers start from the beginning to the end. And I think that's where we take that more customized approach. They go out preview, they meet with the seller agent, they they absorb 
what they like, what they don't like, and, and how the house looks and the style of the house, the target market. And then they're the same ones that are going to tag and pull. I'm just kind of there to guide them of inventory, what's available, and, you know, give them my suggestions along the way. And um, they're the same ones that pack it, pull it, tag it, and then they go and they actually do the staging of it too. So they don't have an assistant of any kind that's with them. Actually, my mover guys, the assistants, my mover guys can make a bed, let me tell you. So like I said, we keep it pretty, pretty streamlined and um, it seems to work out so far. So I, I might pay a little bit differently than maybe some other stagers do. I don't, I don't kind of do by the hour, it's kind of by the job. And um, we've kind of worked out a happy, I, I think I pay pretty well, to be honest, because sometimes it's so easy. They're in and out in two or three hours at the most and they're done. They can go do something else the rest of the day. They could be done by noon or before. 15 years of doing this, we go pretty fast. So, <laughs> and thank God for my second truck. That helped tremendously. As soon as I got that second truck, we, we immediately doubled last year. So um, it made a big difference. That's um, it, it was a huge investment, but if you can make that investment back in the business again, it's definitely worth it. But you have to, you know, you have to kind of keep at it, to be honest. You follow up, you got to get on that call right away. You know, that's one thing that I had to try to train this other stager. I'm like, no, 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 you don't call in two hours. You got to call now because if you call two hours later, they're already going to be on to the next stager. No, no, no. You got to do it now. <laughs> you got to act on these agents want now. They don't want tomorrow in two hours. They want now. And I'm always usually the first one that calls back out of three stagers that they call. And I know I do because they say, oh, thanks. You know, I called five different people. You're the first person that called back. <laughs> yeah. Time is of essence in real estate. Yeah. It, it, it is definitely. So yeah, it's that's that's kind of how I I kind of run my business, and I'm just fortunate to have the stagers that I do, and I'm pretty adamant about um you know some of them having some form of interior design background because that definitely helps a lot. If they have none, that's going to be tricky. They're photo stylists. I hired a photo stylist. She actually was really good. The only drawback is is they don't have interior design, so space. And, and laying out of the floor plans are a little bit tricky for them because they're used to somebody telling them how yeah. to lay it out. And a tier designer is going to have more um, experience. So I would say five out of the six of them have interior design experience background, at least three to five years or more wow. is more desirable. And my luxury home stager, somebody a little older, because obviously that person's going to be dealing with somebody who's a little bit more established agent. So kind of have to find that happy medium there yeah and i think so, yeah. paying them you a flat fee per job is actually very smart because they get to control their time and if they're smart about it they can finish early and still get paid the same and if they're really smart about it they would upsell because <laughs> they yeah. make more money when they when it's a bigger job so you know because we have two packages that we offer you know standard for under five hundred thousand dollar homes and luxury package for over 500 up to a million. I kind of cap out at the 1.3, 1.5 depends. Really the million dollar range, give or take there. And so, yeah, I mean, they could upsell. And if they upsell, they make a little bit more money. And also if they bring a job in with an agent or seller for that matter that I've never worked with before, then they could make a little bit more than that. I kind of give them a little bit of a bonus. Right. And how was yeah, their training so, process when they come into the company? Yeah, they trained with me. Um, I get them to shadow other stagers. Obviously, they, you know, just to be sure that 
this is kind of something that they're interested in, I let them, you know, do a non-disclosure with me and maybe spend one day with a stager or um, or a half day with a stager to shadow and see how the process works and see first before I go through the whole, here's my warehouse, let me show you my inventory and let me open my doors to you first. We're pretty private here. I don't even have signage out on my, my building. I'd rather not have my sign named out and whatever. We're pretty discreet. I feel like there's always eyes on me all the time. I don't know why, but when you get your name out there more and more, people are watching. Other stagers may be watching. Who knows? But I'm very, um, you know, like I said, very kind of personal, and I like to keep it close to the chest, so to speak. But I train them, and I really get them to, you know, work with the other stagers and, like I said, shadow um, work with me. I'm pretty hardcore. I critique, you know, their photos. With some of the younger girls I brought on, the last three they have to do FaceTime with me before they shut the door and lock it behind them before they leave. So I get to see how it looks before they go. And um, that's been fun. It it was kind of something new I had never done before, but they kind of show me around and I go, oh no, can we move that over there? Because I kind of almost look at it from a photography perspective at that point, because they're almost, you know, they're taking their phone and pointing it as if they were going to take a picture, but it's just video, obviously it's FaceTiming. And that's really helped a lot because there's something I don't like or we need to change. Yeah. And I think coming from a photography point of view is very important because like we are, we have an interior styling course now in our school and it is really approaching from a photography point of view in addition to staging and styling because it really, like photography can really expose some of the mistakes we make as stagers when it comes to floor plan or composition of the room. So I think that is actually a really great tool to leverage. And I love your training process. I think you should definitely check to see if they meet your quality of standard for your staging. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of follow some stagers out there. I'm kind of a fan of the MeredithBear.com mm-hmm. or Bauer Bear. I watch and see some of the photos. Now, of course, they're very high end, obviously, yeah. and she's she's the largest stager nationwide. But I like their style of staging and just the more a little bit casual, but I like still sophisticated. It is. And I think, you know, out in California, they're a little bit ahead of the gang and eventually it'll hit here. Atlanta's always so far behind. I'm still trying to get the farmhouse phased out. (laughs) It's hard. I mean, with Joanna gangs, everyone wants a farmhouse. I know. I know. It's impossible to get out. I think it's becoming a little bit more modern now. I have seen that with some of the younger investor flippers. They're trying to make it more chic farmhouse, so to speak. As one of my stagers said, I think she's trying to go for a chic farmhouse style. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my God, is this a new one now? Yeah. So it's nice because I have the older stager and then I have the young stagers who are like in their early 30s and here I am turning 50 and I'm like, oh Lord, these girls are going to keep me on my toes, I tell you. So it's nice to see because like I said, there are a lot of new millennials and some younger people out there that are trying their first hand at investing in flipping houses on their own. Um, so we can, we can cater to those type of clients as well. But yeah, the photography is very important for sure. Uh, I think it's becoming more and more as we, you know, are eventually going to be almost into, you know, doing videos all the time on everything. So that's going to be another venture. And I'm trying to, you know, kind of, besides the CE classes, you know, the other thing I've seen agents ask me, and I had never done it before was come to their caravan 
and do a presentation, like a mini, mini presentation about staging and your services and whatever else you can talk about, paint colors or whatnot. Um, and I went, okay. And then I've been asked to attend and talk about what's the latest design trends because there's sellers out there that are like, okay, well, if I update and renovate my house, I want to make sure that I do it in a way that's going to be sellable five to 10 years down the road. Right. So that was a very interesting, it was actually a client appreciation party that an agent did. And she had me come mm. speak as part of it, which was kind of fun. So I got a couple of little decorative shops nearby to give, put some goodie bags together for me, a little giveaway. And we made it kind of a fun evening with dinner and, and at Keller Williams office. And believe it or not, it, it got pretty intense. I had my, um, three of my stagers come and answer questions because I'm like, okay, they're the interior designers over there. I'm just the stager. <laughs> I'm just the stager that runs the company here. So you ask them the questions. So it's great. They kind of join me too at some of the events and we all wear our name tags and it just, again, it's building more relationships again and, and really getting out there. I think you almost have to these days because we're yeah. all sitting behind the desk so much. You need to kind of break away and um, attend events like that or, I'm working with a couple other girls and we want to do some agent workshops. I mean, change it up, do a workshop on, you know, Instagram, social media, or, you know, but I can talk a little bit about how pictures and, and staging kind of play into, you know, taking those and putting them on your social media. I kind of come from a marketing background. So I'm all about PR, social media. And I even touch on a little bit of it in my CE class and, send people to a couple of websites because I write articles and I work with one of the contributing writers with the NAR and they have the styled stage sold blog. Mm -hmm. They got to get on social media too. And, and agents love marketing. So I'm kind of a marketing guru. So, and of course they're asking me to teach a marketing CE class now. And I'm like, Oh Lord. Oh, you should. You're so good at it. <laughs> I mean, just by talking we'll with see. you for the last hour, like you are amazing at marketing and it's funny because I originally thank brought you, you on the show to talk about virtual staging and we virtual have a staging, full page of questions and then we haven't touched on any of it. So I want to ask you, what would you say is the number one marketing tip for home stagers out there today? Oh, Lord. The number one would be, and that's made the real difference for me and really pushed me to another level was Joining one of the staging organizations out there, I think, would really be helpful, especially for people who might be starting out. You know, even joining some of the communities on Facebook as well. You've got the Real Estate Staging Association. I think there's, what's the other one? The um, International there's, Association? Yeah, the there's a tons of Facebook groups now. There's yeah. tons of different ones. And, and, you know, if they want to take the couple courses, but to be honest, I learned so much from doing it on my own and making the mistakes and, you know, things of that nature and starting my own business. And, you know, you just kind of learn along the way. But I think that now there's so much more opportunity out there, courses that you can take and even the courses that you offer, you know, at your school as well. I mean, the more that they soak in all that information and meet with other stagers who, you know, maybe started on their own as well, they can get advice from. Some of these organizations do uh, mastermind type groups or they have community groups like I said on Facebook and all that people ask tons of questions all the time on there and all these stagers are happy to help to me I, I think every bit of that helps so that you know you can again learn from them and the mistakes they made but I wish that I had done that 
in the beginning, I think. I didn't even know there was such organizations. I never even heard of any of them. I was so focused on the getting the business going that I didn't even realize. But I think that it probably would have helped me, you know, maybe grow my business a little bit faster. But that's okay. I mean, we all learn. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes. You can share the show on social media, or you can donate to support the maintaining costs for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemore.com slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.